and we are live. <laughs> live from New York. It's Saturday night. Well, actually, it's Friday night, and I'm not in New York. I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> ATL shouting. So, I hope everyone has had a wonderful day. Wonderful day. It's Friday. It's Friday. What was that song back in the day? Just got paid. Friday night. Party hunting. Feeling right. I think that's the words. <laughs> but anyway, as you can tell, I am crunk. I am happy to be here. Why would I not? Be happy to be here. I'm here with you. Yeah. So here we are on day four on the 28 days of liberated black womanhood. I am Allison Rozell and I am the pathway priestess of the sacred pathway to liberated black womanhood. Um, you can find the podcast, the remixed podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. So, go check me out. Um, you can still find the podcast episodes under the old, the old name, <laughs> which was the Starting Over at 40 podcast. Still have those there because I mean those were some really good episodes and you guys are still listening to them so I don't want to take them down I like that they're still there and I love that you're still listening to them so listen away I like it um but I hope once I re officially relaunch the podcast because right now I put some bonus episodes there and I'm probably gonna add a few more bonuses there um to get to the official launch because um, I was going to try to like hurry and put some episodes together and I was like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to take our time and we're going to do this right. Take the time, do it right. You can do it, baby. Do it tonight. See, I can take anything and find a song related to it. I just I just love music. Um, But yeah, so the... Um, newer episodes, the, um, the next, I guess, season, because I don't think I really want to do seasons too much anymore. I'm just going to just record, um, episodes. I'll figure it out of how I want to do it. I'm still trying to go within to figure out the best way to do it. But yeah, so I'm here for our episode tonight our lesson tonight so we've been talking about um my lbw milestones which are the liberated black woman milestones and what i was explaining to you is these are excuse me kind of like it's not kind of it's not really a measuring but you know how when you're traveling somewhere um and they've even got it uh, in your navigation on your phones where when you're traveling it can show you milestones so it'll say something um, I forgot what wording it uses but it'll give you milestones if that's what you want to be able to figure out if you're going in the right direction 
So that's what this is. So it's like as we navigate the sacred pathway, let's take into account those sacred liberated black womanhood milestones, those things that have gotten us to the point where we are right now. So, you know, we think that liberation just comes and it's just all of a sudden this burst of, you know, euphoria or whatever. But no, it's happening all along. It's just that we've got to go and think about those moments where we felt our most liberated, our most free. What are the things that when you feel, when you want to feel free, what do you think about? What was a feeling that you had or have you ever had a feeling? where you were just free, where you felt a load off of you, where it was no longer a burden to carry whatever it was that you were carrying. That's what the count, counting the milestones is all about. Because when we can go back and think about those things and count them as those milestones, we realize we have the power within us to liberate ourselves, mind, body, and spirit. We just have to have the right community, right? Community of women who come together um, as we will have with the membership site, site, not site, site that I'm putting together. Um, so we'll have it there. And you also want to make sure that you are, you know, guided through the process because no woman should go through it alone. And, you know, this this black thing ain't easy. It's not. <laughs> so, you know, it's not for the faint at heart. We as black people have carried many a burden for generations. And we make it look easy, but it's not. You know, um, I'll tell anybody that's not black. You know, being black, it's... It's a beautiful thing, and I'm proud to be black, but it's not an easy thing to be black. And it's it's quite exhausting at times to be black, and let's just be real. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, another time that I felt most liberated in my life. And so before I do that, I've been pulling cards at the end of the lesson, and I think I want to change it up, change it up and do a card before we get started. So today, Sacred Journey is what I'm pulling. Sacred Journey Oracle Deck by Vicki Ayala. Um, so I'm gonna pull a card to set the tone. And who knows, we might pull a card again by the end, who knows? We'll see how it goes. So let's go ahead and pull. Get a shuffle. Ooh, I like this one. Imagination. Imagination. I'm in the mood to sing today, y'all. I don't know why. Must be in a good mood. Um, so imagination. Give yourself the kind of happily ever after ending that your brand and business deserves. So Vicki Ayala is a business coach. Sorry for scratching my eye and looking crazy. But when I say, when I read this, 
I'm gonna remix it just a little bit. Hi, Enchantress Shane. So the card says it is imagination, and it says give yourself the kind of happy, happily ever after ending that your brand and business deserves. So if you don't have a business, you still have a brand. Your brand is who you are, is what how you represent you. Hi, Shayna. So I say, give yourself the kind of happily ever after ending that you deserve. And I'm leaving it at that. That you deserve. You deserve a happily ever after. And that actually plays perfectly into what I'm talking about tonight. So, last night, I talked about my liberating moment when I stopped hating my son's father. That was a liberating moment. And I also said that that was a, um, the beginning of a journey of me to stop hating him. Because <laughs> it didn't happen all at once. Um, but I did have to come to that realization and you can watch the replays on IGTV. Um, and I'm just very honest. Um, so I want to dive into parts of that today. Um, so today's, uh, liberated black womanhood milestone kind of goes hand in hand with that. So my liberated black womanhood milestone today was during that time, I went to therapy and realized therapy rocks. <laughs> that therapy rocks. And I couldn't understand why more people weren't doing it. <laughs> Just like, why? This stuff is great. It helped me. It helped me. Because around that time, when my son's father and I we weren't together anymore. He moved on, married somebody else. Um, my grandmother, my bestie, my boo, my love, she passed away. Um, and it wasn't just her passing that I was sad about. It was the way she passed. Um, she died of bone cancer. And it was a very... I know it was painful for her to go through, but it was extremely emotionally painful for me to watch a woman so strong and beautiful um, suffer. It it was it was really hard to see her suffer um, because my grandmother was so full of life and energy and fun. You know, she and I we would go to the movies together. Thank you for the hearts. We would go, you know, to the mall together. She and I, um, we would read books together. I remember when How Stella got her groove back, the book was out. Um, I had the book and my grandma wanted to read the book too. So we read the book together and compared notes. And um, it was like our own little grandmother, granddaughter book club. And it was just beautiful. Um, and then I just have memories of, you know, growing up and going to her house and she made every time that we spent the night at her house so special and she would do and when I think about it now, I'm like, God, that was some really just really simple shit but we it, we thought it was just like the best thing in the world. Um, she would make us ice cream sodas 
So, you know, they get the, cause I don't know why my grandparents only liked Neapolitan ice cream. No judgment, but that's what they liked. <laughs> so we would have that. And actually it was, it was, you know, kind of banging that, you know, you have that and you pour the soda on top of it. And it was actually pretty good. So I can't knock them for that. And then she would air pop us some popcorn and we would watch stuff like Hee Haw and uh, Fantasy Island, Love Boat, Golden Girls, whatever. Whatever was on, we would watch that stuff. So I have nothing but great times to remember of my grandmother and not just fun times, but just so much wisdom passed on from her. Um, so much love passed on from her. So for her to suffer in front of me and pass away, Shane says, that was a Friday night jam and I did the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, grandmothers are just... They just are. <laughs> um, so having that, and plus the fact that he moved on and married someone else, and the fact that I had that job that I really loved, that, you know, we was at a retail store that closed. So they sent me to another location where I was the only black girl there, and they didn't like me very much in that store because... I had to take a step down, so I took the position from this other girl who was promised that position, but it was never written in stone. So the attention when I walk in the door at that place was horrible. <laughs> it wasn't good. Silver lining, I did get another job where I could get out of that toxic environment because it was very toxic. And then I had some financial issues that I, you know, just was not good with money back then. Just being honest. Um, so just all these things. And then I'm a single mother trying to figure out, okay, I have a little boy. How I'm going to raise him, you know, by myself. Even though, yes, I had family. But it's still ultimately my responsibility because he's with me. So all this stuff is going through my mind. And then I'm, I'm battling with you know, self-worth, you know, why didn't he stay? Why wasn't he with me? You know, what was wrong with me that I didn't get picked as the wife? And, you know, why is it that I lost this job and I worked my ass off to get it and all of a sudden they closed this store and then I have to be put into this position? And why is it the most beautiful, loving, giving woman in the world has to sit and suffer where you can't even move her body or you'll break her bones. Yeah, it got like that from my grandmother. Um, and just all this stuff was compounding on me and I, I wasn't handling it. And me being me, I was and am an emotional eater. So I gained a ton of weight. I was eating my feelings. And not only was I eating, I was eating, I was drinking, I was smoking. I was just doing anything and everything I could to numb the pain. And it just was not working. And I remember I was at work one day at the new, newer job. <laughs> 
And I just, and I don't even know what triggered me, but all of a sudden I just burst into tears and I could not stop crying. I was crying uncontrollably and my coworkers, like two beautiful black women just got up and just jumped and just got to me and started holding me. And I was like, Allison, what's wrong? Oh my gosh, what's going on? Tell us what's going on. Are you okay? You know, and I couldn't, I couldn't speak. I was just crying. I was crying so hard. And it was just, I was, I felt I was having a mental breakdown. I was having a mental breakdown at work of all places to have one. I was having a breakdown. And so one of those women, um, God bless her. She was like, you know what? You need to take advantage of the, and I forgot what the program is, but it has to do with your mental health and well-being at work. And um, she said, you need to see somebody. She said, because you shouldn't be breaking down like this. And so even though I fought real hard not to go to a therapist, <laughs> I made the appointment. And I sat down in front of this woman as, you know, when I went to therapy. And I didn't know what to say. And so, you know, it took a while for me to feel safe to just open up and start talking to her because my guard was up, you know. And this is my therapist, she was a white woman. And so for me, how can she understand me? I, I was fortunate and blessed that I had a therapist who I think for, for what I needed, she was good. Um, and the reason why I say that is because now you have people like Taraji P. Henson, which I love that she's doing this, where she's kind of like, being an advocate and, and standing up for black people when it comes to mental health because there aren't enough resources for us to talk about the issues that are special to us here in the black community. But this wasn't that, not that much, you know, at that time. So I'm sitting here, my guard is up, and finally she was like, why are you here? Because you made the appointment. She says, I, I don't mind sitting here, you know, getting paid, but I would really like to help you. So why are you here? And so I finally just, I looked at her and looked like right in her eyes. And there was something about her energy that made me feel com comforted where I could feel myself able to let my guard down. And so I'm telling her all this that's going on in my life that I've dealt with. And so finally, after I talked, because I talked, oh my God, I was talking so much. And and once I started talking, I could not stop. And it was just like, blip, 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 blip. And I was just talking, 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 talking. And I finally stopped. And I took a breath. <laughs> And so then she looked at me. She says, okay, so you've had 
quite a bit of tragedy happening in your life. She said, so I have one question for you. I was like, okay, what's up? What What's the question? How long did you mourn this stuff? What? She says, I mean, yeah. She said, how, how long did you mourn? I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I mean, when you lost your job, did you mourn that? I was like, no. When you and your fiance broke up, did you mourn that loss? I hated him. You know, I was mad, cussed him out in my head like a million times, probably to his face too, but I don't know. <laughs> she says, and your grandmother, did you mourn her? I said, I cried like a baby. She said, okay. She said, but did you, but how long? And I was like, at her funeral? A little at her funeral? And she just was like, <sighs> she says, honey, what you've been dealing with and why you broke down at work is because you have not given yourself the opportunity to mourn what you have lost. She said, people hold, hold their emotions in for whatever reason. And your body and mind have no choice but to break down because they can only take so much. And when she was telling me this, I was like, that makes so much damn sense. So she was like, so I want you to take the time and write out what's making you angry. Why are you sad? She said, and... If you feel like crying, cry. She said, if you feel like yelling, yell. If you feel like screaming to the top of your lungs, scream. She was like, but stop killing yourself, trying to be strong. Because that's all I kept saying is I'm trying to be strong for my son, trying to be strong for my family, trying to hold it together. Because, you know, everybody depends on me. I'm the strong one. I'm the one that does this, does that. You know, everybody comes to me and so on and so forth. She was like, I get it. But I really need you to mourn your loss. She says, even if you got to send your son to somebody's house so you can have one evening to yourself, she said, well, you just let it all out. And I did just that. And when I got finished with that night, because I literally took an entire night, I, I wrote out my anger, I cussed, I fussed. I, you know, had pictures from when my son was born and I had... My, his dad's picture and I cussed him out like so freaking good. I used every curse word under the sun and I cussed him out. And then, you know, I got angry at God for taking my grandmother away from me. And, you know, I, I did all of this and I cried, I cried and I cried and I cried. And when I got up the next day, there was such a clear cleansing feeling. I felt so cleansed and just finally like 
free for even just a few minutes. Still had my financial problems. Still, you know, had to, you know, communicate with my son's father, even though we had made up, you know, as friends. Um, still had all these things to deal with, but the fact that I had a therapist to come and tell me that it was okay for me to be upset, for me to cry, and I didn't need to hold it in. And see, that's the problem with the black community, especially with black women. We carry so much shit for everybody. We are the nurses, we are the teachers, we are the the nannies, the mammies. We are the cooks. We are the ones that kiss boo-boos. We are the earth mothers. We hold everyone at our bosom and comfort them. But when the chips are down for us, who do we turn to? And who can we trust to make us feel safe to go to, to talk to? That's the big issue with us. That's why so many of us are carrying so much in us. It's because I want to I wanna share this, but I'm scared. I don't want someone to use this against me later. I don't want someone to label me as an angry black woman, but I'm like, all the stuff that I've been through, I have every right to be angry. I have a right to my feelings, and she validated that. So the liberating moment for me is when I realize therapy works. That it's okay to ask for help. That it's okay to accept help. And now with all of this that's going on, and like I said, peace to the queen, Taraji P. Henson, that is like, listen, we need more resources for black people, for mental health. And then you have goddesses doing it like the, um, I can't remember her name, but her podcast is called Therapy for, Therapy for Black Girls. I listen to her. I love her. She has so much good resources on her podcast. You should check her out. Yes, I'm a podcast host that's telling you to listen to another podcast because I want you to get help. Enchantress Shane, she says, thank you for sharing this and your beautiful storyteller. You're welcome. Thank you for witnessing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for your, your allyship <laughs> and love. Thank you. But therapy works. That was very liberating for me to, to find that, to know that, to hear that, to, to, to live that. To be able to go through all of what I went through and come out on the other side and be like, I made it. I made it. <laughs> My depression was very real. She diagnosed me with clinical depression. That shit was really, really real. It was really dark. It was really ugly. It was painful as hell to go through. I have times during that year and some change I don't remember stuff. I don't even remember what I did for my son's birthday. I have no pictures of it. I have nothing. I did nothing. I was in a funk for the whole time and I wore a mask. Nobody knew what I was going through. Nobody saw what I was dealing with. I knew how to hide that stuff and I knew how to do it, but I couldn't hide it from 
this one person and that's my son because when I sat down on my couch and I cried and I cried and I was just like God help me please I just don't know what else to do my son I'm trying not to cry gets on my lap hugs me tight and says mommy it's okay I'll be your friend I lost it I lost it But I thank God for my coworker leading me in the direction to get the help that I needed. That was liberating. That was liberating. You can heal. You must heal. And I want to help you heal. This community that I'm building is so important. Because I know I'm not the only black woman that has this story. And there's some black women that have more stories that... Uh, but I'm free. Yeah. I went to therapy. I went to her religiously. I didn't miss an appointment. She helped me. She helped me. She's the one that convinced me to move to Atlanta because I told her, I was like, I need to do something. I want to move to Atlanta. She said, you need a fresh start. Go. She said, go. You don't need to stay here. She said, because everything... This is a constant reminder of everything you lost. Go. I was like, okay. She said, it'll be good for you. It'll be good for your son. It'll be good for you. Go. And I went. I came down here. So, if I can heal, you can heal. And I want to help you heal. So, if you need to talk to me to find out how I can help you heal, to help get you because you're already on the pathway I'm not I'm not getting you on the pathway I'm not leading you on the pathway you're already there on that pathway but you just don't need to do it by yourself you need somebody who has been there done that got the t-shirt and Mickey Mouse ears to help you and that's why I'm here I want to help you black woman to be liberated mind, body, and spirit. It's time. Like Auntie Maxine says, reclaim your time. <laughs> reclaim your time. So, give yourself the happily ever after that you deserve. So that's all I have. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for witnessing. Enchantress Shane says, oh my God, I'm crying. That's beautiful. She says, I'm losing it. She says, your heart, you hear this is powerful. Thank you, sis. I appreciate you being here. I really appreciate it. 
So that's all I have. I love you guys so much. I can't wait for us to work together and walk on this sacred path together. I will talk to you again tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> Bye for now.